Hi, you might not know who I am, but you might have seen me leaving snarky comments about takeaways on Instagram, or you might have seen me bamming folk up on Glasgow Live. My name is Rory Hughes, and this is the Salad and Sauce Podcast. On this show, we're going to talk a bunch about food. Good food, bad food, finer food, diner food, seafood, wee food, big food, healthy food, junk food, crazy food, sleazy food, and easy food. I'm also going to talk a lot about sauce, if you know what I mean. Stuff like wine, gin, rum, cocktails, not a chance I'm talking about mocktails, the bubonic tonic, beers, tears, live bars, dive bars, and all sorts of other fucking shit. But before we get on to all that, let me explain what salad and sauce is and how it came to be. Now, we've all been there. It's 3.24am, you are pissed as fuck and hungry as shit. Large kebab, Pedro, my man. And then the guy behind the counter asks that majestic question. Salad and sauce. And that's where the name came from. But what am I doing here? Well, Salad and Sauce started as a private Facebook page between myself and a couple of my pals. We would make a hungover post the day after a night out, detailing some pile of slime we ate out of a polystyrene tub. This went on for a few years and served as nothing more than a private joke between me and my posse, so to speak. But at some point, my admiration for food expanded beyond just... Meh. Sorry. Or... Fish. And even... Fucking amazing. So I started an Instagram account and I took photos of stuff, mainly kebabs, and peppered the posts with a wee bit of pish patter, but it was pretty much just an Instagram version of the same page. I tried to give the posts a bit of international flavour by making a point of detailing things I ate when I went away on holiday or when I went to see bands in other cities. But about a year or two ago, something happened and other people, people I didn't actually know, started liking posts and leaving comments, even recommending me places to eat in that. Some fucking guy even designed me a logo and sent me a packet of badges to give out and he didn't ask for a dime. Right around this time, kebabs became a thing in Glasgow. They actually started to become a wee bit trendy. A more European version of the food hit the city with the same ferocity of the great burger boom of 2012. Kebabs were no longer the same piles of slime that we used to eat at Portly Side in tubs. These dishes were being treated as they were meant to be treated and served in places where someone sat you at a table I don't. and gave you a menu I don't. and cutlery I don't. and a beer. <gasps> Maybe I had stumbled onto something here, or maybe I just stumbled because I drank too much, who knows, but anyway, here we are. Welcome to Salad and Sauce. And by the way, if this sounds like pish, please bear with me. Do you think the first song the Beatles ever recorded was good? No, and neither was anything else they ever recorded. Right, bad example, everything they done was terrible. But this is a beta version, so bear with me, if it sounds like crap, it'll maybe sound better in the future. Anyway, I'm getting hungry. Now, it's only fitting that the first episode, or the pilot if you want to call it that, centres around the big D, Donna fucking kebab. The legendary, iconic fourth meal of the day. See, there's breakfast, there's lunch, there's dinner, and then there's a fourth meal of the day that is rarely accounted for. The pissed up kebab on the way home from the pub. Like I said before, the kebab scene in Glasgow has gone from humdrum to full-blown durum in recent years. It's been amazing to see. Heaps of higher-end kebab restaurants have popped up around town, most notably GDK, Babs and Donna House, each of which bring their own unique take on this drunk guy's favourite dish that isn't the old pissed eating out of a polystyrene box at a bus stop method that we all used to savour. I'm going to pit all three of these venues up against one another and let's see how we get on. So we're going to start with contestant number one, GDK. GDK stands for German Donner Kebab. Who'd have thunk it? This is a form of takeaway franchise similar to Subway that started in 1989 in Berlin. And unlike Subway, GDK have actually freshened up their menu since 1989. They have more than 50 stores across the UK, Europe, and the United Arab Emirates. But they only arrived in Glasgow last year, where the old Odeon Cinema used to be on Renfield Street. It feels a bit more like a McDonald's-style in-and-out type affair than the other places that I mentioned. Price-wise, it is incredibly moderate, weighing in at around 8 bucks for a main, fries and a drink. 
They have a couple of different styles of kebab to try on for size, so I'm gonna go and try two and see how I get on. The original German Donner Kebab. This is a sort of German style brought with that mad waffle imprint on the outside of it and it's absolutely packed with your choice of fillings. Chicken or beef donna and then a selection of salad. It's the bread that makes this, the meat is absolutely fine but my 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 the bread is lovely and firm with a tiny bit of toughness to the bite. All the meals at GDK are accompanied by their three signature dips, garlic, chilli and yoghurt and a portion of fries. This is fine 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 like a tonic wine. Now I'm gonna try the lamekin. Now the GDK lamekin is like a regular donor wrap, except that the wrap is laced with a spicy mince and filled with salad. This is heavy duty out of control. The dips in the side are a great idea because this means that the wrap doesn't get all mushy and fall apart on your hands while you're trying to eat it, aka pulls a burrito. Truly fantastic. A word of advice though, you can upgrade your fries to either curry fries, flaming fries or cheesy fries for a small fee. I can't remember how much it cost, but it wasn't a lot and it was definitely worth it. I went with the flaming fries just because everything I eat pretty much needs to be spicy. I only have one beef with this place and that's the Donna. Well, I mean, like not beef in the bad sense, but the Donna here is beef. I thought it was generally lamb Donna. Whatever, still tastes amazing. There's no beer on sale in here though, which loses points and the best soft drink on offer is Sprite. Why is there no Dr Pepper? But as a meal, this is pretty damn good. Quite a lot to take away there, pun obviously intended. The food was five star and the venue is nice and clean and all that but it's an in-eat-out number. Perfect if you're looking for a quick scran before heading out with your pals, but I don't know if you'd necessarily arrange to meet folk here and go for dinner. But it is what it is, and what it is, is it delish. Yeah, bitch. It's also worth noting that GDK also serve Donner Spring Rolls. Fling that right up me. Now, before I move on to our next subject, I'm going to hand you over to our straight-edge correspondent, the notorious LEV, aka Big Levy Boy, who's got a few words to say about the new caffeine-free variant of Pepsi Max that has just hit store shelves. Alright, my name's Lev and I'm going to review the caffeine-free Pepsi Max. Before I do this, there's two things that you need to know about me. First of all, I'm straight edge, which means that I don't drink alcohol and I don't take drugs. Junkie. I'll come back to why that's important later. Second of all, I drink about eight or nine cans of Pepsi Max a day on average, and I have done since I was about 14 years old. At my wedding, the celebrant wanted everyone in the wedding party to drink wine or scotch or some alcoholic drink from a plate and share it around. But because I don't drink alcohol, everybody had to drink Pepsi Max instead, so it's been part of my wedding ceremony it's been part of my life for a long time so when i tell you that i know what i'm talking about when it comes to pepsi max you don't argue now why is it important that i'm straight edge because every time you tell somebody that you're straight edge there's about 15 people who queue up with a fag hanging from their mouth and a can of cider on their horn who say are you really drug free if you drink all that caffeine right and at that point i just go you know what okay it's just a label i don't particularly care for labels anyway if you don't want to call me straight edge if you the god of straight edge are going to define me as something other than straight edge it's fine you can do whatever you want who cares? However, there is now a more convenient comeback to these arseholes, which is, no, I don't drink caffeine because I drink caffeine-free Pepsi Max and water, and that's all I drink. And by the way, people say that drinking too much caffeine is bad for you, but like I say, I drink about eight or nine cans of Pepsi Max a day on average, and the only potential side effects I've seen for that could be maybe that it gives you a massive dick and it keeps you looking 21 for your entire life. I know this is a an audio format, so you can neither see my massive dick nor how youthful I look, but ask your mom. So I've got a can of caffeine-free Pepsi Max here and I'm just about to bust it open. I'll just hold the can up to the microphone here so you can get the satisfying sound of the very first caffeine-free Pepsi Max being cracked open. This could be a life-changing moment for me. This could be the moment that I eradicate caffeine from my life as long as this isn't absolute garbage. Also, I'm a normal human being and don't make a lot of noise when I drink, but for the benefit of the audio format, I'll exaggerate my slurp a wee bit so that you know when I'm drinking. So. Here it goes. 
to be honest, on first impression, that's uh, that's going down much the same as a regular can of Pepsi Max. Taste-wise, absolutely no issue. Consistency-wise, just feels like Pepsi Max. That tastes like a nice, cool, refreshing can of Pepsi Max. Uh, I don't know what else is in it. There could be smack in it, for all I know. But there's certainly no caffeine, and there's no lack of flavour. So, it's a positive review for me. I would say that's solid 10 out of 10. I mean, I love the regular Pepsi Max at 10 out of 10, and honestly, maybe I'll keep drinking this, and on subsequent sips, I'll realise, wait a minute, there's something that I don't quite like about this. But on first impressions, that's a smash hit. So thanks for joining me here in this historic moment as I drink my first can of caffeine-free Pepsi Max, and maybe I've had my last can of caffeine-full Pepsi Max. Thanks very much. Take care. Thanks for that, Levy boy. I'll try and steer clear. Pepsi without caffeine is like a rolling square with no brun sass. Totally fucking pointless. Anyway, let's move on to kebab contestant number two. Babs on West Nile Street. Babs, if you hadn't already guessed it, is short for kebabs. Pretty clever, eh? Babs is a product of the team that brought us Bread Meets Bread, a venue that we will surely tackle in the not-so-distant future. This place is located on West Nile Street and it arrived here in June 2017. Inside, the place looks amazing. The tabletops, the plates, the general decor. They've put a lot of effort in to give this place a genuine Turkish-style vibe. And it works. You'll be smacked in the face with the smell of freshly grilled goodness the second you walk through that door. The menu's fairly substantial. They've got wraps, burgers, grill plates, kofta, and something called eskinder. Bet you 50 quid I pronounced that wrong, and I've no idea what it is, but goddamn, I wanna find out. This is a more traditional style of restaurant service compared to GDK. You're sat at a table, given menus, waited on by a member of staff, and they bring you all the food and stuff right over to you. Very, very good. They even have draft beer. In fact, they've got a decent-sized drinks menu with a number of wines, cocktails, bottled and canned beers, and even... A little bit of the bubbly! Let's get to scranning. Now I kept it real here and went with the classic Donna wrap. The meat used in here is lamb and it comes in a sort of flatbread style wrap. The salad stuck inside was amazing. Pickled cabbage and gherkins in your kebab is the type of behaviour that separates the men from the boys in my humble opinion. Sauce wise, I'm told this is a harissa mayo used in these wraps and it was just divine. The Donna meat is really chunky which might sound like a weird thing to say but it's tremendous and gives you a right good bite. <laughs> these wraps come without sides included so it's a tad more expensive than GDK but it's a different style of dining experience completely. On the side I went with the garlic parmesan fries which were exactly as the description in the tin read. Cheesy garlicky goodness. Mm and it didn't come out of tin. And seeing as Babs is an affiliate of Bread Meets Bread, it would be frightfully impolite not to order a burger here, so I'm gonna go with a Donner burger. They might as well call this the Richard because it is pure gear. Normally when you get shit all over your face when you're eating, it's a wee bit annoying, but when it's a Bread Meets Bread burger drizzling down your coupon, somehow that is a-okay. Add some donut to the mix and oh boy. This is the kind of meat sandwich the Guar would be proud of. They do that sneaky trick of not including fries with your burger, so you need to get them in the side, but that's deal withable because this was pure magic. I just wouldn't plan on doing anything physical for a while after eating it because you're going to be stuffed to the gills. Overall, I enjoyed this experience a bit more than GDK. Don't get me wrong, the food at both was outstanding, and it was probably just the fact that someone brought beer right to my table that broke a deal on this very meal. The restaurant looks great, the food was amazing, and there was absolutely nothing wrong with the service. Pure class. It's not that big though, and it seems to be one of those places that is always busy, which isn't a bad thing depending on how you want to look at it. But if you're wanting to come here, I would definitely recommend booking in advance, or you might end up getting turned away. Now before we get on to contestant number three, I'm going to take a wee time out to talk about a new place I discovered on St George's Road. It's called Tomb, a wee Middle Eastern fusion cafe that just opened up recently. Here's their very own Noor to tell you a wee bit more. 
Hi, this is Noor from Tomb Cafe. We're an artisanal cafe located on 123 St. George's Road in Charing Cross, displaying very unique and original curation of Arabic pop art, which has been imported from all over the Middle East, including Lebanon, Morocco, and Saudi. Other than that, we have introduced this new concept of having a twist to everything we serve. So for example, we've turned rakwe of Lebanese coffee, which is one of these little pots where we cook our our coffee into a latte which has never been done and I would probably get a beating off my grandma for doing that but for you know culture's sake we try to keep the Lebanese coffee culture but also introduce our modern touch to it we also serve shakshuka wraps because it's on the go and we serve Sudanese coffee as well kanafa and a very wide range of Arabic desserts so the concept behind tomb is just to introduce people in Glasgow to Arabic food but also to give it a bit of a twist because we acknowledge that a lot of people are not familiar with our foods and our tastes so we try to modernize it and westernize it a bit more and uh, we're very open to suggestions to be honest we've been doing quite quite well during the lockdown given the fact that we have opened during the lockdown we've been open for two months now and we're doing quite well it's nice to see people uh, trying to come and see new art some some of our customers come only for the art and take some pictures and some of them come only for the coffee or the desserts so we're happy to see so many customers coming in and so many people getting out for a bit for a wee hour or two and just popping by the cafe just for you know some sweets or some coffees we look forward to everyone who's coming to the cafe and hopefully you'll enjoy your experience as much as uh, we do there you have it check out tomb next time you're prowling about the charing cross area their coffee is the best coffee I've had in Glasgow, and that is a straight-up fact. And you need to try the knefe. It's like a sweet cheese pastry, and they serve it to you in this wee sesame-seeded bun. Heavy duty. So the third contestant in our three-way Donner duel is Donner House, which is also on West Nile Street, aka the Street of Dreams. This is a Berlin-themed style restaurant, and that is visible from the sweet street art on the huge wall you see as soon as you walk in. The menu features more traditional German dishes like currywurst and schnitzel, but it also has a full section devoted to kebabs. The beer selection is astonishing. I'm a huge fan of the German stuff and they have some of the big boys in draft. Bitburger, Hofbrau, Benedictiner, mmm, so good. I probably said that wrong, but. Their cocktail list is also pretty expansive, if that's your cup of tea, but not for me. Let's get down to business. The Mixed Chili Donner. This comes with a mixture of chicken and Berlin Donner. I didn't clock this until long after I'd eaten here, but the Berlin Donner is apparently a mixture of veal and turkey, which I find interesting and not really that negative. These meats are served in a fladenbrot, which, if you couldn't figure it out, is a flatbread. And it comes with a mixture of rocket salad, pickled red onions and cabbage on top. The salad also has a couple of those long chilies in amongst it, which is one of those wee touches that would have me twirling my moustache if I could grow one. The bread is top grade, quite thin with a wee bit of crispiness, but I opted for no rocket in mine because I don't want my palate being polluted by that peppery tasting pish I mean. The hot sauce used in here is just fine. It's not going to roast you, but there's enough flavour to register that wee in your head. This was a full plate of fabulousness, complemented by a stein of the finest beer known to man. Just tremendous. Now, I'm gonna try the House Donner. So this is a signature dish, as the name probably led you to believe. Donner meat, lettuce, onions, tomato, and cucumber, with a garlic and chilli sauce served in a sesame seed fladenbrot. That means flatbread. This is topped with herbs and a wee squeeze of lemon juice. I personally declined the cucumber and tomato because I am not a sociopathic menace. 
This was absolutely bang on, and I believe the bread was the money man in this financially flavourful transaction. The addition of feta cheese added a touch of class to this dish, as the only crisscrossing of doner and cheese I've ever had before is when you get doner chips and cheese at a takeaway, and then you wait till you get home and tan it so that the cheese has gone all that melty and mushy and shite way. Mm, gross, but amazing. This was a different kettle of fish from that entirely. Served with a nice wee German beer out of glass and a knife and fork to boot. World class. So that's about enough of that. How much can a man actually talk about kebabs? Hunters more. Hunters and hunters more. And today I'm not going to pick a winner out of these three because they've all done their job. Not one was better than the other and they were all heavy amazing. Strategic eating out is what I'm all about and I know the who's and the when's that would be required when deciding which one of these places I was going to go. However, I've stuck a wee poll in the Salad and Sauce Twitter, at Salad and Sauce, and I would be super keen to hear which of these three is your favourite. Right, so... During these unlawful lockdowns, I am more than sure that you've noticed that the pubs have been closed. Well, that's what I do for a job. I work in pubs. It's a situation that takes care of itself. You get paid money, and you're never more than six feet away from a potential pint. But aye, they've been shut for about a year. And during that time, I've taken a job working in... Tesco. Aye, it is what it is, and it's all Sturgeon's fault, but whatever. The one thing about this whole experiment that's perplexed me the most is the overwhelming number of customers coming in and buying £3 Tesco meal deals at 11pm and other weird times of the night. If you don't know what a meal deal is, it's a wee three quid package that gets you a sandwich, a bag of crisps, or a sweetie if you're that way inclined, and a drink. It's not a bad wee deal if you're on your lunch break or in a hurry, or perhaps about to jump on a train or some pish like that, but you can definitely do better than that at 11pm. So, I'm going to finish this show with some investigative journalism live from Tesco Parkhead where I go and ask these people exactly what they're up to. Oh, how are you? Right, it's 11 away on a Monday. Why are you buying a Tesco meal deal? You can do better than this man. Aye, I know it's 11 away on a Monday night. I'm a taxi driver, mate. This is my lunch. Fuck, fuck off, eh? Jesus, he was a bit touchy. I'm suspicious, he's got something to hide. Anyway, right, next subject. Mm, that lassie looks relatively normal. Let's see what she's up to. Right you, it's 11.09 on a Monday night. What are you doing buying a Tesco meal deal? I'm just getting you fucking weirdo. Get that away from me. Jesus Christ. What's with these people, man? I thought she was going to strike me. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Next subject. Huh. Let's see what she's all about. Hey, how you doing? It's a Monday night. It's late. Tesco meal deal. Explain yourself. I've just finished work and I don't want to cook. Good. A slightly more reasonable answer, and I didn't feel threatened. Right. Last guy. I'm gonna ask... Hmm. I'm gonna ask this dude. Alright son, how you getting on? Monday night. It's late. Tesco meal deal. Talk to me. Alright, so, only reason I go to Tesco at uh, this time, uh, too late at night, realistically, is because I've just been working, and uh, I really like tuna pasta. Yeah, prick. Right then. Fuck this. I am out of here. That guy was a heavy weirdo, and I'm pretty sure he was carrying a foreign object of some sort. Well, that was, uh insightful. I have no idea why you would buy one of these £3 meal deals when you could just grab an oven pizza or something else that requires absolutely zero effort. But people have their twisted ways, and who am I to interfere? That's it from me for now. I'll be back in the not-so-distant future with more meal-based maliciousness and verbal viciousness. And just in case you're wondering, yes, I did eat all six of these meals consecutively in one afternoon stroke evening. My life actually bears a lot of similarities to the game Pac-Man. I'm just trying to go about my business and eat as much as I can, and I keep getting harassed and hunted down by people. I don't know why. Leave me alone.
Remember, keep your eyes closely peeled on at Salad and Sauce on Instagram and get liking, sharing, tell your pals and all that other shit. I'm out. And remember, don't drink and drive. You might spill something. Whoop, whoop.